Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Primetime on Super Week. Purdy pressure, Purdy froze. Caught by Brandon Ayuk. This is a Super Week edition of Primetime with Isaac and Sue. Brought to you by George McCoy at Warren Allen, Attorneys at Law. Injured? Don't trust just anyone to something so personal. Call George McCoy at Warren Allen. Online at warrenallen.com. Isaac and Sue on 1080. Ayuk, Ayuk, Ayuk is on fire. The Fan. All right, Joe Harrington will join us next hour. We'll have our picks for the Super Bowl at 5.15. Uh, back to the uh, big game now. We spent a lot of time talking about Chuck Kelly, Charles Edward Kelly. Yeah, stole stole the show. He really did. It's chicken. I, wanna, I, I will be interested to see his press conference at Ohio State and just kind of the, I don't know. Did they do a press conference with an OC? They'll have, they'll have a press conference uh, with, with Chip. I mean, it's Ohio State. They have a press conference about everything. And I'll just I'll be interested to see the level of crap that he spends about working with a, a guy like Ryan Day and opportunity to be at Ohio State because, I mean, those questions are going to be hard to ask and and someone is going to point blank ask, dude, how bad is it at UCLA? And I want to know if I, I at least from the the, the 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 letter that I saw today, the resignation letter and and what UCLA put out there, it, it it's not. Uh, they took the high road. They took the high road. Yeah. So they just I, said we appreciate you. And I'm assuming that Chip will probably take the high road as well. So yeah. I just I'll be interested we'll to see. see. All right. So the Mr. Irrelevant is playing in the Super Bowl. If you don't know, who Mr. Irrelevant is it's uh, the last pick of the uh, NFL draft. Yes. And that is Brock Purdy <laughs> of your San Francisco 49ers. He was Mr. Irrelevant. Yep. And if you're wondering how Mr. Irrelevant has done in the Super Bowl, I'm going to tell you. Ooh. Please do tell. Uh, do, have we ever had a meaningful Mr. Irrelevant? I don't believe that a Mr. Irrelevant has thrown a pass in the Super Bowl, that but I don't correct. know about the other positions. That is correct. So first, the history of Mr. Irrelevant. In 1976, uh, Paul Salata played uh, receiver at USC and then in the NFL. He coined that term. And then he had an event in Newport Beach, California, where he would announce the final pick in the NFL draft every year, all the way up to 2013. And that's where this came from? And then his daughter ultimately took his place. But yes, each year, Mr. Irrelevant gets to spend a week in Newport Beach, where they enjoy a trip to Disneyland, among Mm -hmm. other things. Yeah, I played. One of my teammates was Mr. Irrelevant. Who's that? Tevita Ofanhangawe in 2000, 2000, probably? He was a a year or two older than me. Did you know that... Uh, well, he did he show you the Lozman trophy? Uh, no, but he did get the parade. He they, yeah. they they do a thing at Disney for him. Yeah, so there's a trophy, 
and it's similar to the Heisman Trophy, but the player is fumbling the ball. <laughs> Seriously, that's real. Yeah, he. I, I remember talking to Tavita about it, and he said it was really cool. Like you know, they they did a lot for him, and he got some cool stuff. And you know, so, it was, it was, yeah, it was neat. Irrelevant week had so much publicity back in the seventies that it forced a rule change in the NFL because the Rams wanted the wanted the final pick. They intentionally passed their pick before to the Steelers. Really? And then the Steelers didn't want it. They refused to make the pick. They're like, no, we want Mr. Irrelevant. <laughs> and so they both refused to make the pick. <laughs> That's kind of fun. So Pete Rozelle had to step in and make the he made the Rams pick it. Huh. So I, that so it's called the Salada rule, and it does not allow a team to skip their final pick. I had no idea. Didn't know that was that was a thing. So they want everyone wants Mr. Irrelevant. Well, back then. Back then. Back then it was a big deal. Yeah, now not so now much. it's like eh. Eh, whatever. Um so Purdy was Mr. Irrelevant. We have two Mr. Irrelevants to have played in Super Bowls. Okay. The first one is Marty Moore. Don't remember him at all. Uh, he. Marty Moore. It sounds made up. Good old Marty Moore. This is like back in the 1960s. The first player picked last in the NFL draft to win a Super Bowl was Marty Moore. He was the first Mr. Irrelevant to not only play in a Super Bowl, but he was also the first one to win one. Uh, let's go Super Bowl uh, twenty one, okay, and twenty six. So we're we're going, or sorry thirty six. We're going a ways back. In fact, I'm scrolling through here, Mister Relevance, and there's only like three that I've even heard of. I mean, they're not many. Like I remember Caleb Wilson was a tight end at UCLA. Uh, Chad Kelly, the quarterback out of Old Miss. Oh yeah, he was Mister Relevance. Like Jim Kelly's nephew. Yeah. How about this one? The second player to win a Super Bowl as Mister Relevant. Kicker Ryan Suckup. Ryan Suckup, oh, okay. huh? Okay. Yes. Check that. I've heard yes. of Ryan Suckup. Yes. He was drafted by the Chiefs in 2009. What with the Bucks? Had a very good career. He played for the Chiefs and the Titans, uh, but uh, he won it with the Bucks. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, he was their kicker. The with 2020. The, yeah, old Tom Brady. Yep. Okay. And so he beat his. He beat the team that drafted him as, as Mr. Irrelevant. Suckup said, "Suck it. Deal with this." So uh, that's it. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm guessing that the vast majority of players that are Mr. Irrelevant, just like every other player drafted in the seventh round, the average career is probably... I mean, the average career in the NFL is two and a half years. Yeah, it's pretty rare to see what's uh, yeah. going on with Brock. The other one I remember being close, and he was not Mr. Irrelevant, but Marcus Colston was the fourth from last pick, and then he had, a, I think, a touchdown in the Super Bowl with the Saints. I mean, just... I mean, the idea... Because once you get to the back half of that draft, you, you're just... Guys are throwing darts at a A lot of guys aren't making rosters. No. I mean, the vast majority. After round four, uh, most of the guys aren't making rosters. So you're throwing darts at that point. So the idea that anyone in the seventh round is going to have some sort of massive impact, let alone the very last pick, I mean, the odds are pretty slim. And the fact that, I mean, because here's the thing. If Brock had been the... I don't know the 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 fourth from last pick. We wouldn't talk about this the same way. Wouldn't be it. Wouldn't be no. as big a story. Nah, it'd be the, it'd be a seventh round pick, and obviously it'd be a story. But the fact it's that the he, novelty. it's the novelty of being Mister Irrelevant that we've never seen it before. Yeah, I think team. Uh, yeah, well, yeah. And I'm telling I you, think that's right. When you get down to the seventh round, the, and this is what like, the difference between being a seventh round pick and being a free agent. There is none. Like, in fact, there's a lot of guys that when you get to the back half of the draft, they'd rather not get drafted because then you can. 
Well, maybe. that was going to be my next question: Is how many undrafted free agents have gone on to do big things in the Super Bowl? Because oh, sure. there have to be a handful. Yeah, there's more there's than plenty. Mr. Tony Romo. Sure. Oh wait, yeah, there's a lot of undrafted players that go on to nice careers. But look, there's something to be being drafted. But there's a lot of those the agents that'll tell you if we get to the end. It doesn't matter. We'd rather you not go to the, the the final you know handful of picks because the signing bonus doesn't make any real difference there. You're not guaranteed any sort of slot, and we'd rather go to a place that maybe we can uh, we can pick a better uh, a better situation. Maybe there's a, a better relationship with the coach or their style fits you a little bit better as opposed to just you know being drafted and, and crossing your fingers well, for the best. To answer your question about the undrafteds. Uh, Mr. Buckley, you have a man by the name of Kurt Warner. Yeah, heard that, of him. That would be a good, good. one. Uh, you have Wes Welker. <laughs> Again, pretty good. Wasn't James Harrison undrafted? Uh, yes. Yeah, I don't think James Harrison was drafted either. And last time I checked that uh, interception against the 99 Cardinals, yards. One of the greatest plays in Super Bowl history. Kind of a big deal. Kind of I big hated deal. that play. I bet on Arizona. <laughs> Did you? Yeah. <laughs> and think about it, man, because that was the end of the half. So if he had yeah. gotten tackled, that all is for uh, for Amazing not. play. Yeah. Warren Moon? Warren Moon was undrafted. Mm-hmm. Well, he because he was a CFL guy, right? Exactly. Yeah. Any who's Um, Although, did he win a Super Bowl? Warren Moon did not win a Super Bowl. Yeah. But if you look up the NFL all-time undrafted team, dude, there's a lot of really, really good players that come out of that. All right, up next, um, are we ready for the doink cam? <laughs> Do- doink? Seriously. It's a new thing this year. Really? And it might be the best thing we'll see the whole game. Okay. I'm, in, I'm intrigued. I think I know what this is probably in reference to, but. That's next on The Fan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, coming up next on ITN, I have human skull news. But first, uh, something new at the Super Bowl this year. Since CBS is uh, broadcasting the game, Tony Romo and Jim Nance will be on the call. Are you ready for that? Not really, but let's deal with it. Uh, they will have something called the doink cam. So I'm guessing this is in case someone hits the upright. Correct. Is it the upright or the crossbar? Well, it's they have. It's actually going to be a little more complicated. So the um, last year, well, you can go all the way back to this wasn't the Super Bowl, but it was the playoffs with so the Cody Parkey double doink. Yeah. But last year in the Super Bowl, Harrison Bucker missed a kick in the first quarter. Probably don't remember that. I don't remember that. But it doinked. Okay. And the vice president, the CBS Sports vice president of remote technical operations. Seems like an interesting title. His name is Jason Cohen. He happened to be under the goalposts in the end zone for the doink. And he was with another guy by the name of Mike Francis, who is the vice president of engineering and technology at CBS Sports. So two dorks. (laughs) All right. 
And he turns to him and he said, after that, he said, he said the sound of the miss reverberated in their entire section. It was really loud. And he was like, and they both looked at each other and they said, dude, next year, cameras. Those scientists better check their hypotenuses, dude. So, the, so they checked, they pulled out their hypotenuses. Yeah. And we came up with the doink cam? Yeah. And uh, it is not, the whole process is, there's an athletic, art, athletic article on this. The whole process has not been easy. Um, it said months of planning and text and testing has produced a set of doink cameras for Sunday's game. Can I? They will feature six total 4K cameras that have been inserted into the Allegiant Stadium uprights on both end zones. Okay, just like little kind of pinhole things. Like yeah, two of the out? yes, two of the cameras on each upright are positioned to face out to the field on a 45 degree angle. Another faces directly inward to get a side profile shot of the ball as it flies through. Uh, they have high-res zoom capabilities and super slow-motion replay capabilities. CBS will be able to get fantastic replays of any field goal or extra point, but the dream will be if someone hits the post. We can see it heading to the post. For the doink. Can I ask the like? So there obviously was a an official uh, title of a butt-ton of money that went into this. Do we really, like, the doink cam? Like we 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 already have 4K cameras everywhere. Whenever we see a, a missed kick, we get close-up shots of it. Do we really need to spend a million dollars to develop a, a shot where we can see the ball? Like, I'm gonna go ahead and say yes. Yeah, we we need that. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> I think it'll be cool. I actually believe that. I mean, forget the doink. It would seem to me that these would be good for you know the the every once in a while there's a field goal. Where it's a little hard to see. It's hard to tell. Yeah. Uh, from the angle, like they'll call it good, and you're like, "Did that go?" Like I feel like these cameras are going to have pretty good angles on that. The ones that go right over the yeah, top of it. Exactly. And you're like, ah, would it have hit? Would it not? But it wouldn't. Yeah. I, I guess it wouldn't. How would that make a difference? Because yeah, it's just a different. Well, look it wouldn't. At it. it would just be a. Di- yeah. You'd just it's like having it. a pylon cam or something like that. <laughs> well, exactly. The pylon cams are cool. Right. Yeah. And and you probably would have said. Uh, five years ago, like, why do we need that? Well, because it's kind of cool. The only well, thing now is that there's all everything has gone into this, and now watch. There's not going to be anything that even comes right. close to it being needed at all. Well, we don't need the doink. Let me just say that we don't need the doink cam. But if I, there's a doink, we do. No, it's the Super Bowl. <laughs> we need the doink cam, dude. <laughs> we, we need it. Yeah, we we already have a 4K. The only difference will be that there will be like a a half a second shot where we can see the ball heading right at the camera. And we'll be like, oh, man, awesome. And then we'll never think about it again. They're also saying in this article, it's not worth going into, but one of the guys who's a producer for the Super Bowl game said, this is going to be really hard to get that footage quickly. You know, because if there is a doink, people are going to want that replay right away. We can't get that right away? Well, he said it's pretty complicated. Uh, Because you have multiple cameras, you got to decide which angle you're... Like, I I bet it's the kind of thing that it'll happen and they'll give us the replay coming back from break. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And they also have... They said they're going to have a guy who just watches the doink cams. And he will notify the producers if something memorable occurs, <laughs> if something is worth airing. <laughs> it's crazy how much personnel they put on this so stuff. It's good. just one the, person the to watch this of, one the camera. The amount of overkill that goes into the Super Bowl. But it's not overkill, dude. You it, know how much money? Like, 23, I was, I was reading today, they said $23 billion will be bet on this football game. 
<laughs> yes, on this one just game. This one and game. Isn't it up like sixteen billion from last year yes. because so many states have legalized now. Exactly. Like that? It's it's way up. And they're saying one in four Americans will bet. Six sixty eight million people will and bet. That's why on the game. we need the Doink Cam. Well, I, all I'm saying that to show is how big of a how how much money this event means yeah. and how much it goes into it. Yeah. You better have the damn Doink Cam. <laughs> You're making. What did you say the other day? They're making like two billion off of this. They're saying just the game alone. Yeah, I think you can invest in a Doink Cam. Two billion Yeah, let's not let's not get a little chintzy with our uh, spending here, huh? I saw one today that said because there's no way to really know, but they said Vegas the the economic impact will be about a billion dollars in Vegas. Um, with this as as well, I mean it's 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 we don't do anything bigger than this, with the exception of maybe like when the World Cup comes, and I don't even know if in the United States it'll be that big. I know worldwide it is, but we don't do anything bigger than this. This is this is American royalty, and that's why you need a joint camp. Yeah, we want every stone unturned. Like how many people watch? I, I'll be interested to see when because this election coming up uh, will be a big deal. How many people will watch? At some point, we'll watch election night coverage versus how many people will watch the Super Bowl. Super Bowl will be like 115 and change. I don't know how many people usually watch election coverage. Because you would think that that's a bigger deal than than the Super Bowl. <laughs> but apparently it's no, not. No, it isn't. It's not. This is the most important thing that we do in the United States is we put on the Super Bowl. You're damn right. <laughs> it's leader of the free world and USA! democracy on the line. USA! Whatever. USA! Damn it, I need the doink cam, and I need it now. And don't give me this horse crap about taking too long to give me the footage. That's right. I want the footage now. That's right. Fire away, big boy. According to Nielsen, the it's pretty steady mm -hmm. election night TV ratings. Yeah. 67 to 71 million viewers. <laughs> so that's half of half, the Super Bowl. Half of the Super Bowl. Yeah. So the most important, in theory, the most important thing that we do as a country every four years gets half of the people to tune in to the Super Bowl. And think about how long like you have to tune in on election night. The Super Bowl, you have a brief window, and yet we still double it up. God bless. God bless America. God bless the Super Bowl and the Doink Cam. It's good stuff. Americans will some say $1.3 billion on beer this Sunday. That from Big Jeff, Vancouver Ford Text Line. I also saw this. 725 chickens dead just for the Super Bowl. For the wings? Yeah, Wait, 725? Wings. 725 million. Oh, okay. I was going to say, that seemed low. What if they just cut off their wings and uh, well, let you them got, live? Well, you got to have the breasts and you got to have the, the thighs. And, well, but you know. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Over a billion wings. I saw a PETA ad today that said, we need our wings. You don't. To uh, you know, to all wing eaters, and I saw someone quote tweet it and said, "Fly higher, bro." That's why falcon wings aren't a thing. <laughs> Gosh, wow! Trolling the poor pita people, trolling chickens. I guess that too. Yeah, I just thought that, and that's that just for this seven hundred plus million genocide chickens going down, so that you can shove your fat face full of wings. I was also reading uh, one other note on gambling because it was in the same story where they're saying twenty three billion will be bet on this football game. Good one football Lord. game. Lord, they were this. This story was going into the history of the NFL and gambling, mm -hmm. and and it goes all the way back to Roselle suspending uh, Paul Horning, Paul Horning and, and, and Alex Karras. Right? Yeah. yeah, exactly. But then in nineteen seventy six, you know, they hired Jimmy the Greek in the seventies. Yeah, I remember that. And, of course, most people just remember, if you're our age, you just remember Jimmy the Greek getting fired for being a racist. <laughs> Talking about the blacks. <laughs> well, he said that, well, he didn't 
say he suggested yeah. that yeah. slavery made black players better athletes. Yes. Uh, he was fired the next day. Yeah. But Jimmy the Greek was on the NFL Today show, which was a huge show even back then, and he was a gambling guy. Yeah. But the the interesting thing in this story was he would never talk about point spreads or anything. The way he would let people in on, like, sort of what the lines are, because remember that back then there was no, you don't have, you don't have DraftKings, you can't just look up the point spreads. You're no, not in Vegas. None of that's live. You had to go to the, you had to go to your local bookie. Exactly. None of it's live. The the way he would communicate lines um, is he would predict the final score. So if you were if you were careful and you knew what he was doing, mm-hmm. you could learn the point spread that way oh. by listening to Jimmy the Greek hmm. tell you what the final score would be. Interesting. I can't say that I uh, I knew that about Jimmy. I just knew that he uh, he had some controversial takes. But yeah, the NFL and just sports in general used to treat gambling like it was the worst thing ever, and now. You know, it's everyone. Everyone's in bed with it because it it means. God, how much? Twenty three billion just on this game. Yeah, what a staggering number. Staggering. Oh my Shocking. God. I'll have one billion of it. <laughs> I'll have a couple of shekels on this, but I, I will say in the Super Bowl, I don't bet. I don't go crazy. I mean, I bet a little more than your traditional game, but it's it's not like I, I load up just because it's the Super Bowl. Speak for yourself. Yeah, I do. <laughs> like, nope. Last game, let's go. No, there's so many. There's so many more opportunities to just spray like, bets around. Yeah, it's like a whole season of bets. Like, oh, have you gone through one. those props? It's yeah. it's almost dude too I, much to try to get through. It's too now. much. I've got, but it, I I I'll bet the score. Obviously, the winner, and then I got like three or four prop bets. But it's like uh, rushing totals. I really like the rushing totals. Like if you look at the number of of carries for Pacheco. Uh, and rushing totals for uh, for CMC, like I got stuff like that. But man, I I ain't getting into the whole Taylor Swift and Gatorade and all that. No, but there, I mean, even be like well beyond that. There's so many different things that you can cross bet against each other, and they're like, you know, there are way more players involved in potential props than would be in a normal game. And which you could bet on which team throws the first challenge flag, and there's actually numbers that suggest one over the other. I'm betting that one, but that's not for every game. By the way, I, I looked up Jimmy Greets, Jimmy the Greek's comments because I remember he called them the Blacks. Yeah, and it's it's more uncomfortable than you even remember. Can you read him for yeah. us? He said the in bl- your best Jimmy the Greek voice. <laughs> I don't remember. Did he did he have like a he looked like a Jersey he, he accent? Was, right? Yeah, he was from uh, back east. I'm not gonna do that because it's gonna sound like I'm. Could my- you mix in a black? <laughs> he said Whoa. the he said the black is the better athlete to begin with. <laughs> Which again, I I remember that part. I remember him calling him the black. You can't. First off, don't. I just have always preferred the whites. <laughs> he said because they're bred to be that way because of the high thighs. And the big thighs that go up into his back. They can jump higher, run faster because of the bigger thighs. He's bred to be better. Because this goes all the way back to the Civil War during the slave training, the big owner, the slave owner, would breed his big black to his big black woman. And that would lead to have a, a big black kid. Oh See? Oh, my God. That's where it all started. That's what he said that, on the show? That's what he said on the show. <laughs> I just remember, I remember specifically the term the black, which is why... I, you know, I was like, I, I remember that, but I, I don't remember it being that bad, but yeah, it's that bad. Well, Stop saying the black. Don't. Well, there's, I mean, yeah. the whole thing. Yeah, it's all bad. Ah, it's all bad. I'm still cringing. Yeah. Yeah. What year was that? That was- Because uh, I remember that. Yeah, 1988. Yeah. Yeah, he was- 13-year-old me was shocked. <laughs> he, was, he, he had been on this since 1976. 
So he'd already made uh, several questionable comments, I, I guess. Oh, uh, had he? Yeah. Yeah. He had already Jimmy the Green. He had already made some some interesting things. Nothing he, ever he, whatever happened to him? Like after that, he was just was he the first sports canceled? Oh, he might have been the first sports canceled. Because I mean, back because... in the day you couldn't get canceled. Like people would say that and then the country would be like, Yeah, that guy's right. <laughs> what he, did he died from diabetes in nineteen ninety six? Uh, All so right, he, so eight years he lived. Yeah, the one that he it, was old anyway. Yeah, he was old anyways. So yeah, he was dead in '96, and it does not look like he did much after that. What did he do before that? Like, why was he the their gambling guy? Uh, was he a Vegas guy? I'll have to. I'd have to do some digging here. I'm on his Wikipedia page. We come back. I'll give you some Jimmy the Bra- or Jimmy the Greek news. I know we're we're hmm. we're over. Well, we got in the news, dude. Oh well, again, I'm gonna have to read. Come about on. This. I have human skull news. I'm interested in human skulls. Local human skull news. Uh, That's next. Here's Buck. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. He was like 10? Jimmy the Greek here? Yeah, this is Jimmy the Greek. When he was 10, he was growing up in like in Ohio. And he just started hanging around gangsters, and he got wow. into he got into being like he got into like sports gambling when he was a kid, and had a rough childhood. His his mom was murdered, and um, so he just started hanging out with a. He's kind of raised by by gangsters and uh, and bookies and and people like that. He was a convicted felon too. He got caught running numbers uh, and was busted, and then Gerald Ford pardoned him. Running number? What does that mean? Uh, well, like back in, the, I mean, he was he got caught with gambling information and, and being a bookie, which was illegal. So he was a felon. And then in 1974, Gerald Ford, he was friends with like a bunch of people. <laughs> Gerald Ford gave him a presidential pardon for some unknown reason. And, uh, and then he started writing a column for the Las Vegas sun, a gambling mm-hmm. column. Mm-hmm. And that's what led to the CBS thing. And then he mm-hmm. was on CBS and I guess he was a big, like everyone knew him in the gambling world. And then, he had some questionable comments. He at one point said that uh, all that was left for the Watts was coaching, and if the beautiful blacks took that, then the Watts would have nothing left. The Watts. Yeah, he made a lot of weird. Hot pack. Yeah, he he it, that the, the those weren't his only comments. He had some yeah. weird views, and then oh, he man. died shortly thereafter from being an old man and complications. But yeah, so he was from Ohio. He was from Ohio. Okay. His parents were Greek, and uh, obviously, you know, Jimmy his name the- was Snyder, Jimmy Snyder. Yeah, Jimmy Snyder. But even that, like his actual name was a, a big old long Greek name, but they changed it when they came over. He was his parents were immigrants, and 
yeah, I just grew up in a rough neighborhood and started hanging around dudes. And he said his first bet that uh, that he ever made uh, when he was a teenager, he bet $10,000 on the 1948 election between Thomas Dewey and uh, Harry S. Truman. Ten. Uh, where's what? a teenager get ten grand yeah. back in that day? I think I know where he got the ten grand. It's from not, the mob? From Some Henry Hill action, So he huh? was a runner? He was a runner. Yeah, sounds like. So, yeah, he said that he he, he loaded up because he said that uh, Dewey had a mustache and American women didn't trust men with a mustache, so he bet on Truman. He said it was his first really big bet, and and it paid off. And, yeah, he was a, he was a professional gambler. He was a wise guy. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. You know, I played golf the other day with a guy who worked around uh, Billy Walters. Mm-hmm. And I was asking him, I'm like, he's spent years in Vegas. And he said, I was asking him, like, who are these? Legendary gambler, for those who don't yeah, know. Yeah, sorry. Billy Walters is the guy that Phil Mickelson uh, was, got in a tiff with because yeah. Mickelson was uh, intertwined with him, betting millions, millions on football. Billy Walters is, I mean, notorious sports gambler, probably the My, The most famous biggest. sports gambler yeah. of all time. And he just, bet, yeah, and he bets millions. Just got out of prison. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, he was talking about it, and I was curious. I'm like, you know, when you always hear the term sharps, Billy Walter is a sharp, right? Yeah. Who who are sharp? Like who are these people? And he said, dude, he goes, they are all a bunch of dorks behind computers. Just super smart guys. Yep, just just number cruncher dorky guy. Not all of them, but you know, like we think of like Jimmy the you know, hey, hey. hey. And then, you know, Billy Walters is a pretty intimidating guy and then like but really the 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 guys behind the numbers behind some of these bets are just little computer Geeky dudes, yeah, they just know that, that live offshore figure out and run money through offshore accounts. Well, and you know, it's it's still when you're in that line of work, like you're around scary people. Remember when Paul yeah, Horning and um, for sure, who's the other one, the Lions guy, uh, Alex Caros, yeah, when they got their suspension, dude, they didn't say crap, they took that suspension, they sat their ass down and didn't say anything to anybody <laughs> because Paul Horning was in. Paul Horning knew some dudes, and they had an opportunity. Paul had an opportunity to, to clear his name, and all he had to do was tell on some people, and I think Paul knew what was going to happen. And that's like that whole Chris Webber thing. You know, Chris Webber will not talk about the timeout, and a lot of people think that one of the reasons why is that, you know, Chris was involved in some things. And when you're involved with some things with those people from the Midwest, you don't say Jack-esque. Everyone always thinks of the mob, like in, in New York. <clears throat> the Midwest... Was a uh, boy. That was. I went to college with a guy by the name of Benny Vitale. Yeah, and Benny Vitale. He sounds like a sharp. Well, he he was just a guy that I went to college with, but uh, he took me to his house once in Mm -hmm. Kansas City for a uh, you know I don't know it was like a um, big mob town a holiday. Oh my God, his dad could not have been more in the mob. Yeah, and it was the most intimidating. I mean, I've never seen anything like. I'm like, hello, Mr. Vitale. How you doing? Yeah. And they said there's a lot Sitting of in his chair. A lot of people that, that said that the mob was way more active because you could get away with more and you could control things more in the Midwest than you could in the big cities. Well, anyway, uh, <laughs> that great thing he's like, you should have gotten involved in him, kiss the ring a little bit, become a runner. I know I was. Uh, you could look, have been Rappy the Greek. I, I know. Hey, yeah, yeah. and now look at me. I, if I had the confidence I have now, back yeah. then I probably would have been like, hey, that's got to be scary, Mr. Vitali. Dude, he was terrifying. Even as a kid, you knew there was a presence. Oh my God! Well, and his name was Vitali <laughs> in Kansas City. Well, this kid wasn't just Benny; he was Benny, Benny, hey, Benny, hey, hey, Benny. And the, you know, I mean, come on. Before yeah. I met Mr. Vitali, yeah, there were rumors. Yeah, you knew what's up. <laughs> and Kansas City is notorious for the mob. Yep. 
February 9, 2024, time now for In The News. I'm your noted newsman. Hello, thank you. Today is International Cut the Cord Day. I did. Yeah, so have I. Yeah. It is also Chocolate Day. Ah, uh, you know. Two of your least favorite things. You don't like cutting, having cut the cord, and you don't like chocolate. No, I'm thinking about going back to the cord. It is and, not your uh, day. Yeah, can't say I'm the world's biggest chocolate fan. Uh, the Human Skull News comes to us from Brownsville. Brownsville. Yeah, you ever been to Brownsville? Can't say that I have. So Brownsville is uh, just off of I-5 in between uh, Corvallis and Eugene. A human skull was discovered just outside of Brownsville, and it has prompted an investigation, according to the Lynn County Sheriff's Office. Well, I would hope so. I, I, you know, if you yeah, you got to look into that. If you that. find a human skull, you can't just do what I do and poke it with a stick. you gotta, you got you to gotta investigate. They found it just after 9.30 a.m. while clearing some brush, uh, some guy, and then he <laughs> called the cops. <laughs> I would hope so. Do we know if this is like a fresh sort of thing, or are we going ancient? What are, what are we dealing there, with? Again, we don't know. We know nothing. Yeah. Detectives are working to determine the cause, how long the the skull's been there, and who it belongs to. Yeah, that's a little. But that's uh, that's it's a little freaky. Jarring. Yeah. Can you imagine coming across a human skull in your yard? You're no. raking leaves, and that would you be, rake up somebody's head. That would be troubling. Well, I would assume like it would like it be an animal or something. I wouldn't naturally think that that's a that's a human skull, but you never know. Remember a couple years ago, like someone was at Blue Lake Park and uh, like a rainstorm and like a body uh, had washed up, like that had been covered in, in mud. I remember that. Like you're just out there, like with your kids, like and you're going on a little walk in a park, and you're like, oh, there's a decomposing body. It's a real Law and Order sort of thing. Yeah, it makes you wonder how often you are close to a dead body that you don't even know it. Yeah. Yeah. I think about that because I take my dog up to the woods sometimes and I just turn him loose and you know he's always sniffing around stuff and that thought does cross my mind. What if he comes back? He comes back with like a femur. You're like, eh. Put that down. Yeah. yeah. That's not yours. We're just going to turn around and walk away at this yeah, point. Yeah, I think, oh, would you, would you like, let's say your dog goes and digs up a femur yeah. and he brings it back to you and he drops it at your feet and he sits and he looks at you crooked, you know, crooked head. yeah. yeah. So he clearly knows it's a femur, <laughs> but he can't speak to the cops. So, he, you know, you don't. Yeah. He knows, do you, he knows to keep his mouth shut. Do you just... Bark nah, once you got, if you know. You do you got, keep walking? You got to dial 911, right? Do you? Yeah. Well, it depends. It depends. It's a situational awareness sort of thing. You know, it looks like a femur, but it also looks like a piece of driftwood. I, I don't know. Situational awareness. Uh, Situational good little awareness. factoid here. The comment section of the YouTube stream telling us that, coincidentally, Brownsville is where they shot Stand By Me, which was all about a dead body. Oh, yeah. Ray. Oh, yeah. What was the name? Ray. They shot Stand By Me in Brownsville, Oregon? Yep. I knew it was shot in Oregon. I didn't know it was I Brownsville. I knew it was Oregon, too. I didn't realize it was Brownsville specifically. Vancouver Ford text line, Ray Brower. There it is. Ray Brower. Hey, you know those little hotels, like little small hotels, like in Tigard, you know? Oh, and, you, yeah. and you drive by them, and you're like, like who, who stays in these? Well, I got a good idea who stays in them. Well, yeah. 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 If you've ever wondered what happens at those hotels, <laughs> I got a good idea. We have a story. <laughs> uh, next on The Fan. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. 
All right, uh, we have time for one more story here on In the News for uh, Feb 9, 2024. And I was asking if you've ever wondered what happens at those little hotels in Tigard. I got a real good idea. I don't think it's Tigard. I think it's still Portland, but it's close. I was on 99W once. I think mm-hmm. I told you the story where I was gassing up at a Chevron or something. And one of those little hotels was across the street. And so it's ones where it's just one story, and it just looks. We all know. We all we've yeah. all known the, know those. And the the room closest to the road, it looked like it was the bathroom window. Opens up, and some women start screaming, "Help!" <laughs> what do you do there, cowboy? I drove off. <laughs> no, uh, I I was going to get my phone to call nine one one, and the. Uh, the gas guy said, I got it. That's Don't good. worry about yeah. it. He's like, you know what? That's this, Karen. This I, happens yeah. quite a bit. <laughs> I know her. It'll be fine. That's a that's a dicey situation, though, because you want to help, but at the same time, I, I want out of it. I don't think it's a good idea to charge into one of those yeah. hotel rooms. I'm going to run over there and jump in, <laughs> dive in the window and see, see if I can help out. Yeah, it's, it's, rough, it's a rough I want no part of that. There's one right on Highway 14 that I've driven by a million times in my life, and I oft, every time I drive by there, I think to myself, what in the hell? Would 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 uh, entice someone to, to stay there? And yet I see the, the the glowing sign all the time says no vacancy, so someone's yeah. staying there. Not yeah. by the way, not an update done to that thing in thirty years. Yeah, it's a front though. No vacancy. Yeah, like leave us alone. We're running drugs through here. Something's up. So this is from uh, Tigard. Federal authorities seized three hundred and seventy gallons of liquid heroin. Lord. And arrested four on drug trafficking charges after the suspects were apprehended at a hotel in Tigard last month. Am I wrong, or is that a lot of liquid heroin? That's unbelievable. That's unbelievable. Three hundred seventy. What is the street value of that? That's uh, it gotta, says that's crazy. Because you think about a fifty-gallon drum. Yeah, and Just then you think about how much, like I would amount, imagine, is a personal amount for use. That seems crazy. There were eight fifty-five-gallon barrels. Weighing 1.4 metric tons Lord. inside a truck that they had parked. Am I dumb that I didn't really know there was liquid heroin? Like, no, I didn't know that either. I always thought you had to cook the heroin and then in the, you know, and then you inject. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I'm not aware. Boy, I'm not up on my heroin. Lame. The individuals who were charged include three people from Yakima. By the way, you ever driven through Yakima? Yakimaniacs. Yeah. I'll tell you what, if I had to come up with a city in Washington where this heroin uh, came from, I mean, I, I feel bad because a lot of it's like reservation. It's just a very, very, um, it's a rough town driving through. Yeah. Uh, the fourth person, they don't know where they live, but all four individuals are believed to have ties to a Mexico-based transnational criminal <coughs> excuse me, organization. Yeah. Well, I don't think that... Uh, Federal charges, yeah, of course. I don't think that the... the uh, the eight, was it eight gallon, eight barrels of liquid heroin? That doesn't really seem like a mom and pop sort of operation. Mm-mm. Seems like more of an upscale, mm-hmm. you know, operation. Isn't that just wild though? Like, imagine you're just staying in that hotel next to you, and next to you are four like drug cartel guys with 370 gallons of liquid heroin in the truck parked next to your Subaru. They probably know how to party. I don't know. <laughs> like, you knock on that door. Okay. Going down. <laughs> That's why you don't stay at those hotels. I'm, I'm guessing, or maybe that is why you stay. Do they like you get like a Gatorade bottle? Like, hey, can I dip that in there real quick and just you know siphon a little off the top? How's that work? Well, apparently, this was part of an ongoing 
larger investigation where they got tipped off that a bunch of drugs were being transported into Oregon. Yeah. And uh, they caught this truck, and there was a there was a red pickup following it. And they were spotted near Bonneville, headed west, made a stop at a commercial parking lot in Beaverton, and finally parked together at a motel in Tigerton. And it was at that motel that they descended upon the room. Busted. Busted. Pretty it's wild. It's a lot to get busted with. Well, now we know what goes on at those uh, those yep. hotels. That's pretty much it. Can I also make a bold statement? I think that's the best thing that goes on at those hotels. If you had to list the number of nefarious things that are happening at said motel, I would think liquid heroin is probably down near the bottom. At any given time, is someone having sex in one of those hotels? Yes. Constantly? Yes. My guess is in... in probably like constantly. Against and probably their, other things, too. Around yeah. the clock. Probably against their wishes. In some cases, possibly. Yeah. Probably. Yeah, nothing good. There is nothing good that's happening at one of those places. That's all we have time for. In the news, February 9th, 2024. Uh, Let's get to the Hot 5 at 5. Some shocking college football news today. Phoenix Open Round 2. Got the MVP in the NFL. We got the Hall of Fame class. We got all kinds of things next on The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 